Welcome to the Yoga Connection with Zorananda. The Yoga Connection is a deep dive into everything yoga. Follow along with Zorananda and his guests as they discuss yoga history, spirituality, different practices, and the many misconceptions that have followed along throughout the years of yogic tradition. Good day. Welcome to the Yoga Connection. My name is Zorananda. Happy to be here. Happy to be back. I've had a little bit of a hiatus recalibrating, figuring things out in my life. And I'm excited to share this next podcast with you. It's with my teacher, Yoga Rishi Vishvaketsu. As seemingly always... I had some audio issues recording this one. It just seems like there's this ghost that haunts me and it particularly loves to affect my sound quality. So what you'll hear in the first maybe five to seven minutes is that everything's okay and it kind of dampens down. I had to um, adjust all the levels individually in Premiere Pro when I was doing editing because um, Vishuji's mic decided to drop out. So bear with that. Otherwise, the audio is fairly clear. You'll just hear a change in volume. So uh, when that comes on, just know that uh, it'll stay that volume throughout. So with that, here is the podcast. Enjoy. Ram Sitaram Ram Ram Sitaram 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 Ram Ram Sitaram Jao Guru Maharaj Ki Jai Adinath Shiv Sankar Bhagwan Ki Jai Satya Sanatan Vedic Dharma Ki Jai Baba Premanath Ki Jai Baba Haridas Ji Maharaj Ki Jai Hari Om Hari Om First of all, thank you Vishu Ji for agreeing to do this interview and podcast. It's um, truly a blessing and uh, I'm very gra- grateful to not only be able to do this, but also to be in your home um, and to be surrounded by some friends as a little audience. So this is really, truly great. Um, for those of you listening, Yogarishi Vishwaketu is the founder and creator of Akanda Yoga. He is uh, my yoga teacher. I've done uh, two yoga teacher trainings with him, along with um, workshops as well. Uh, so you have a treat in not only hearing the questions that I have for him, but also the wisdom and the knowledge that he has of 
the yoga lineage and Akanda yoga. Um, part of this interview is also um, regarding my upcoming book. I have a yoga book that I'm working on, so I um, structured it so that I can ask questions about Ashtanga yoga and the energetic systems and just how to go about having a yoga practice. So say if um, you're learning about all this stuff like the chakras and the koshas or if you're learning about Ashtanga yoga, the yamas and niyamas, how to approach it in a holistic way and a simplified way so it doesn't have to be so complicated. And that's the wonderful thing about Vishuji is he has a, truly a talent for simplifying things so that it's easily digestible and understandable. So welcome, Vishuji. Thank you. Um, maybe what you can do is just uh, maybe just introduce yourself um, just uh, as easy as you can. And um, maybe just a, like a quick story of how you got into yoga um, when you were a child. So. Mm. Namaste. Thank you, Joranan, and I'm very proud to be here and very happy to be part of your um, broadcast. Mm -hmm. And you're asking me several questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can just start with, um, you know, how was it that you got into yoga? yoga? Yeah. Yeah. For me, yoga is not something I got into it. It was just already programmed in this body and with this soul. So, so many things just I knew and I never learned from anyone like a nolikiriya, tratak, meditation. That's what just happening to me. And from childhood, I really like to be silent. So like a child, until four years, I did not speak any single word. So that was my silent practice and sadhana. And um, the story goes like that. Um, not a story, it is the real thing. In previous life, I was carrying that body. For some reason, I have to leave earlier than to complete my four-year silent. So before I start my life journey, I wanted to complete my sankalp the four year of the my silent that's why i was silent in the four years my parents was very uh concerned and giving me all kind of the treatment because my father was also ayurvedic doctor mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah so that's how my life is begin. Mm -hmm. and that's interesting because um you know at such an early age let's say like from the time you're born to when you're four years old where there's something operating in you. There's something guiding you um, intelligently where people outside, they're not going to understand that, right? They're not going to see this child and think that there's something wrong because you're not speaking. But for you to know intuitively at such a young age, um, I think is obviously the clear sign, like you said earlier, that um, you didn't get into yoga. It's not like kind of here in the West where most people they kind of live their lives and then maybe they have an injury or they have something that they're dealing with 
and they like get into yoga right they're like oh i went to a yoga class and it felt good stretching where in this case um there's something more profound and deeper in like you said like Mm -hmm. you're already programmed with it Mm -hmm. and uh, you're acting on it at such a young age um so i think that can lead me to um kind of the next question of um going into ashtanga yoga and like the morality of it right so um where then you know you are programmed with yoga um did you find that at a young age as well there are some things that you were acting upon like ahimsa or satya or um like brahmacharya that uh, those parts of Ashtanga yoga were also natural in um, your upbringing. Yes, it's um, like first thing you talk about um, people in the West or modern time, people come yoga into yoga if they are injured or if they are hurt or if they have some emotional mm, problems and things like that most of people comes into yoga class. Yes, yoga is first thing, it's so powerful tool. It does heal your physical body, mental body, emotional body, no matter is from the past, no matter from trauma, whatever. Yoga have so much ability to heal you. Yoga is the not just practice to heal this physical and emotional things yoga practice actually is the wisdom of your soul it light up your soul when your soul is light up no matter what happened to this physical body no matter what happened in this emotional body you can light up everything but when your soul is get squeezed or your soul is getting contracted with so many things so then it's very harder to no matter what type of the diet you are eating, no matter what type of the book you are reading, no matter what what type of the course you are doing to uplifting and all of that. If the main things in this body is your soul. So yoga practice recharge your soul to uplift. When your soul is recharged, is recharge your intellectual. Intellectual recharge your mental body to whatever is make the choices mental body when is alignment then your five senses work better you observe things better and positively so that's uh, what's in yoga journey now you ask me about the next question was about uh, astanga mm-hmm. is uh, astanga yoga is a is a philosophy which is practice but here i want to explain few things astanga yoga sometimes people get confused astanga yoga is the start of the yoga no yoga has been before even astanga yoga from thousands of years before actually Nancy patanjali formed 196 years of past so now, Astanga Yoga was very organized on the emotional and psychological level 
for people to go into the practice step by step. So when Patanjali is talking about uh, Yam and Niyama, Ashtanga Yoga like an eight step, Yam, Niyam, Asana, Pranayam, Pratyahar, Dharana, Gyan, Samadhi. So in West, people forget about Yam and Niyam. This is the foundation, foundation of your practice, foundation of your success, anything you do in your life. These are the very important. And then people start to do just jumping from here. And then they start to call this is Astanga Yoga or Astanga. That's even is misguiding, misconfusing people. Astanga Yogi does not start from Asana. Astanga Yogi starts from you to fix yourself, your behave, internal and external. Hmm? Yam and Yam means is to create the right environment so you can grow internal and external. So that is the very important. Like you are want to go to travel to India. But if you don't have the proper prepared yourself, you can't reach to India. You will be have so many hurdles. So yam and niyam is the preparation for your rest of the practice, rest of your sadhana. So people miss this big time, yam and niyam, and then they start to jumping pumping and keep tearing down the mats and changing mats and all kinds of things. So yoga is to start from your create the right environment. That's how you go to the ashrams. What ashram is providing? Ashram is providing a environment to you. Hmm? So you don't have to concern about the, your food, your clothes, your this and that, lots of things. Just to create right environment and immediately transformation will start happen. And then asan, then pranayam, then pratyahara and dharana. So that's what happened when I was uh, age of my age. So then they send me. They didn't, my parents does not want me to send the asan. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to the asan. Mm -hmm. So that's how I start my journey here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why the part of the already day-to-day -day living. So that's why for me a little bit easier to because I went into the ashram and that is the design for to create the right foundation. Mm -hmm. And when you have right foundation, nice. when your body is growing, it will have so many change. Changes the chemically, changes the society, loss of all. Yes. I do had all of that, but my daily yoga practice is the key to keep me balanced. Balance in physically, balance me in the chemically, and balance to stay connected to with my soul. And for me, if it is my soul is happy, no matter what, I can balance it. If it is my soul is contracted, then no matter how is the environment is outside is good, I can't balance. Mm. So yoga is the practice to recharge your soul. Yeah, what I found helpful for myself, especially with the niyamas, the yamas and the niyamas, was just to look at one of them 
mm-hmm. that like really stuck out for me because there's 10 of them right and it can be kind of overwhelming to try to look at each one and try to learn and it could be overwhelming mm-hmm. so for me the one that stuck out was ahimsa mm-hmm. and just considering what non-harm is and i first looked at the environment around me and i was like how am i causing harm to other people or to myself and even to just kind of living creatures around so i had a practice of like hey well i'm not going to squish mosquitoes luckily i live in canada where i'm not going to get some disease so i can just kind of shoo them off i'm going to not squish ants i'm going to be kind to animals and what I found is that the more I went into a himsa like that on a daily basis, mm-hmm. the other ones started to open up. <laughs> and then I started to have a capacity of like, oh, I'm going to look at uh, satya. Okay, how am I mm-hmm. being truthful? How am I not being truthful? Mm-hmm. And then getting into like the, the niyamas. So for anyone listening, um, that may be your best course of action of just pick one and really focus in on that one Mm -hmm. and you'll see how intuitively you might be drawn to some of the others um and i'll have links in the description of like where to find some of this information i'll have links to um the akunda yoga website as well because there's just a plethora of classes that vishaji offers and so um I want to segue into the energetics because there's something that you just said about um, like contracting and expanding Mm -hmm. the soul. And I think that goes into the koshas pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we don't have to really go into all of them, but maybe if there's one that you think is like kind of related to that idea, if it's maybe like Kanamaya Kosha or, Hmm. yeah. Yeah, it is um, Pranamaya. First of all, other thing is uh, mm, lots of people really want to do practice of yoga. There is no doubt. But when they arrive to the center or teachers, then they miss the what they actually wanted to learn. Mm? It's guided into the totally something different. When people come to yoga, they are not looking intuitively about exercise. They're looking more than exercise. To understand them more than exercise, then you need to understand of your layers, existence. And that's where these five cosizes come. Five cosizes are cause layer of this physical body to experiencing this physical body in many levels. Hmm? Then another layer is comes pranamakos, energetic body. Then it's come manomakos. Everybody is very exciting here in the modern time manomakos. Manomakos is very spread and very confused. Mm-hmm. Then is come Vigyanamakos. Then Vigyanamakos is very little expansion there. Very few people are awakened or aware of the Vigyanamakos. Vigyanamakos is something experiencing no one taught you. 
what you're experiencing in the monomercose, just everyone is dumping things into your mm, you should do this, you should do that, you make it this way, that way, your body got from your parents is some always is given to you. Mm -hmm. You from school to parents, parents to culture, culture to the countries and all is given, given, given. That's monomercose. But Vigyanamakos is something where you direct experience is not given what you actually have it. That's Vigyanamakos. And then is Anandamakos is comes where you feel deep contentment. That's where you feel peace. That's where you feel peace. In the Pranamakos, now you ask me to talk about the Pranamakos. Pranamakos is energetic body which energy is running this all physical body and making a bridge between this body and to mental body in Manomakos. So Pranamakos is so large, so powerful and it can heal you. It can heal you in physical level, it can heal you emotional, mental level. But pranamakos is get disturbed, then it become very difficult to just even to take care of this physical body. So to receive pranamakos, there is a four source, one source of the working and the practice. Just there is so many beautiful pranayam practice. And that is give you life force energy. Second source of the prana to receiving is your food. You have really good food to help you, and your food can actually make very difficult in this body and also in mental body. Even can disturb your mental body with the food. In beginning, Joranan talk about the non-harming Ainsa. For me, Ainsa is start from my kitchen. Mm -hmm. What you are eating, what you are offering, it is start from your kitchen. Then is turned into the uh, Vachik. Vachik means what you speak. Mm -hmm. Then is become karmic. What type of the work you do, it should not be harm. And one. So then, pranamakos, second source is your food. What type of the food you are offered to your body? Third one is your environment. Your environment can charge you or take your energy. Your environment can heal you or can make you sick. Your environment is very, very important. Because this body 24 hours is receiving, observing, observing. Hmm? And so where you will put this body, whatever the environment you put this body, will observe that information. So environment is very important. That's why if you go to the retreat center, that's why you go to the ashram, that's why you go to forest, in jungle, in quiet space, immediately you start to feel better. Mm -hmm. 
So then fourth one is bringing your karma or action in right way for well-being. So fourth one is connecting to the higher self and bringing well-being in your action. That is very important. If we if we eating, if you breathing good, eating well, good environment, next thing is comes, you like to do something. We are doer. Human being like to do things. But if you're not doing, then you are that energy is not flowing. These are the four things. You do something really you believe in it. You do something it is for well-being, for every good. Mm -hmm. So then energies flow. So these are the four source of the pran, life force energy, to continue to balance, circulate, and move. So that's it. The energies. Yeah, and there's that's really beautiful, and there's a um, a little connection there to um, one of the niyamas, uh, santosha, contentment. I find that in our, especially now in our modern world, there seems to be a disconnect from mm -hmm. um, contentment. And when I was taking that on as a practice, as I was going through the niyamas, um, I started to just look out in the world mm -hmm. and to see how nature naturally is very content. Mm -hmm. Like you look at the trees, the trees don't complain that they don't, that they can't move, that they just can't take up their roots and leave. They're in one place and they stay there for their entire life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, another just example that I remember is um, I was looking out my balcony one day um, when I was living um, in, a, in a home just off White Ave. And I saw this squirrel on a rooftop mm -hmm. and the squirrel was there for like 20 minutes without moving. It just stood there. And and I was just thinking how content naturally it is and just being completely still without having to um without having to think about it, right? And so that's what got me to start understanding um within my own body what it means to be content within myself. And how, um, like you were saying about the the four elements of pran, pranamaya kosha, mm -hmm. of you will naturally embody contentment when you are breathing right, when you're eating the right food, when you're in the right environment, and you're acting on it, because then your um, uh, your confidence in yourself just shines through, mm -hmm. right? And you're just going to be content with what you do because you're not doubtful um, and you're excited and you're joyful, mm -hmm. right? Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Contentment is um, it's just very, when you are just resting in your true self. That's what Patanjali is talking in the third yoga sutra. 
खुदा दृष्टि स्वरूप अवस्था में रेस्टिंग इन योर ट्रू सेल्फ एंड योर ट्रू सेल्फ इज ब्लिसफुल जॉयफुल प्लेफुल एक्सपेंडेबल लविंग काइंड गिविंग रिसीविंग दैट इज द नेचर ऑफ आवर ट्रू सेल्फ एंड दैट्स वेयर दैट कंटेंटमेंट विल कम एंड कंटेंटमेंट is we we have to retrain it because we get so much stimulated by uh, stimulated our five senses we always want this that we want to do this 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 so much stimulation with the foods with the sceneries with the ads with the with the news so our system is always so much stimulation and there is not Even to sit down five minutes, sitting five minutes has become painful. Mm-hmm. So really, when you do yoga practice, that's the one thing is training to just do istir sukhamasana. Just sit down, no moving around. Sit down, istir sukhamasana. Just easiness, whatever you in the position, and. Uh, um like you doing yoga nidra that's it the training to be still to mm-hmm. be relaxed <laughs> to be meditation is the training to be still and relaxed in traditionally when someone is come to teacher to learn yoga first thing they would ask how long your meditation practice how long you can sit down be still without moving and there is a, i know the teachers if you can't sit down for one hour they will not accept you mm-hmm. you not prepare for the that level of the training and if here to asking someone one hour practice sitting is they even can't think i'm teaching meditation and this for long time like even after 10 minutes people start to moving even 5 minute they may start to making excuse body is start to making excuse mind is start to make excuse so much so there is no contentment and that is the patanjali is talking istir sukhamasana and that also mean when you are sit down easy just it's just retraining not running around not keep changing the app Mm-hmm. changing the channels like okay let's just <laughs> let's sit down so it's so much change happening in our life so much fast happening is okay change to happen but happening changing so fast and that is not our nature this body is not handling very well this too much fast change Yeah. And I I found for myself um you know over um since being on the island here um just the immediate feeling of um letting go and letting go of like um time structures because I work in um in a factory 
where I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm going to work at 6.30. I'm there at 7. I'm done at 3.30. So each and every day I have the structure. Um, and I, I wonder if that kind of contributes to this inability to just sit and relax and um, and give yourself time to quiet the mind um, because of the way society shapes. Like you were saying with the... Um, koshas where like um with manamaya kosha it's all of the programming right it's the parent it's the authority it's the school it's you got to do this you got to do that you got to be up at this time um where even in something as you know going to a retreat going to an island where you can let all that go and you don't have to worry about time you know like we plan for this at 9 30 and it's mm-hmm. like yeah you know we start at 10 30 11 um but what I'm getting at is um, how um, even some people listening to this can start to adopt a practice so that even though they still may be in the world, they still may be in that mode of work and, and all that stuff, and what they can do on their own time mm-hmm. to give themselves the permission or the okay to take you know 15 minutes or 30 minutes um mm-hmm. yeah just um even something simple as a practice to do so the first thing is uh, there is so many things is not in our hands mm-hmm. so many things mm-hmm. these technologies many things we only in our hand maybe five to seven percent max hmm? most of things is happening most of things is happening in our life in our world we are not even aware here is not i'm not saying don't do anything and then just it do your best do your best if things is not happening is not working hurry on Things is not happening, is not working, is hurry on like this. Um, you go to the work 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and you have to catch the bus. Bus is come on time. And if you are keep getting late, missing bus, that not means just say hurry on. Let's say, okay, I was not enough organized, I will catch the bus. Be organized myself tomorrow to get the right time but if something happened with the nature is loss of snowfall hmm, and bus is not coming and you are there and getting upset well it's a real it's nature is not in your hand you did your best rest of things it's not your hands like this pandemic that's why it's not in no one's hand hmm? And what you can do? Nothing. Except accepting things. Now, if the practice, what to do in just in few minutes or every day? For me, if you do practice one hour a day, you are good for 23 hours. I'm telling again. 
you do practice one hour a day you get charged for 23 hours there is no fast charger on this world than your body it can charge in one hour for 23 hours so that's it the minimum for me one hour duty yourself charge your soul and you are good for 23 hours perfect um so i think we can we can wrap it up there um thank you so much for taking the time today to um have these conversations with me and uh sharing your knowledge um for those of you listening again there'll be links to uh Vishuji's instagram page to his website um what i'm thinking if it's possible Vishuji, if we can do um on the akanda online maybe if they can do like a one day trial or something or if there's if there's something that you guys offer for the listeners um just to get on to a class for free or something we can set that up um because that'd be wonderful because um i know people will be asking um what they can do to get into a practice Mm -hmm. and um fortunately vishuji has um a vast library of all kinds of practices from beginner to intermediate to advanced to um, the simplest meditations and practices to um, more advanced ones so whether you're a beginner or you're along the path of yoga um, vishuji's teachings are really great for anyone and everyone so Thank you for um, uh, online classes. Yes, I have the platform is called akhandyogaonline.com. And not only one day you will get free, I will ask you my team to give a code word or what's the um, code or whatever it's called. Yeah. Or coupon. Yeah. yeah. For one month free practice with in this interview. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah not only one day and um, there is many type of the practice practice for your pranayama practice for one hour 20 minutes or whatever is a um, work for you you can practice for one hour or one month and after that you can continue okay again thank you very much and you're doing such a good work and i'm very proud of you you bringing authenticity and things uh, for yoga most people are not talking nowadays mm-hmm. or not learning about those things. Yeah. That's why I'm very proud of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Namaste to all of you. Namaste. Have a wonderful rest of your day and enjoy.